handoff to John oh. Taylor. Hughes hole. He's at the 30. He's going to go. 10, 5, touchdown. Jonathan Taylor made a man miss the line of scrimmage and then runs it into Pater. And a one-handed INT. Are you kidding me? Kenny Moore. What a play by Naheem Hines. What is going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice Colts podcast. A little over two weeks away from the 2021 NFL Draft, the Indianapolis Colts with their six picks as it stands right now in this draft. And so I thought I'd bring on a friend, Mr. Andrew Thomason, been on plenty of times before. Andrew, man, on a scale from one to ten, how excited are you for this draft, man? I know you said one to 10, but I'm going to go 20 just because <laughs> I'm a draft nerd. I am just, I'm ready. I'm ready, man. I'm ready to see what, what the Colts do. We know how uh, strong of, of a drafter Chris Ballard and company have been these last four years. And I cannot wait to see what kind of uh, tricks they have up their sleeve, if you will, come uh, late April. Absolutely. So, Andrew, we haven't heard you give your, uh, you know, your mock draft at all. So, Thought the purpose of this video is we could let you give your mock draft. And I know, uh, you know, we were talking a little bit earlier and maybe a little surprising for people, especially early on with how this draft goes in your mind. And I know you did some, some mock simulations you know, that's how we do it a lot of times. So without further ado, take it away. First pick for the Colts here at 21 right now, as it stands, where do you have them going? Well, uh, and this may catch people by surprise, but I've got them trading up, Cody. Uh, we know Chris hmm. Ballard hasn't really done that much in his uh, tenure here with the Colts. I think he's done it maybe once. Uh, it was Kari Willis, I believe, a couple of drafts ago. But in this particular instance, I have them trading with the Las Vegas Raiders going from 21 to 17, and they gave up a third-round pick uh, in the 2022 draft plus the 21st pick in order to move up four spots. Uh, and I have a, a very good reason for that. Uh, and with the first pick, uh, the 17th pick, I should say, I have the Colts taking Tevin Jenkins, the offensive tackle out of Oklahoma State. Uh, to me, I understand that this draft class is loaded with uh, tackle talent, and I understand that uh, some people may disagree with giving up a third-round pick in the 2022 draft in order to move up. But I think – you're eventually going to move away from that top tier talent at tackle. And to me, Tevin Jenkins is a top tier talent. He may not be the Panay Sewells or the Rashawn Slaters, but he is certainly up there in my opinion, along with Christian Derisaw and others. Uh, once you hit, you know, once you get to the Liam Eichenbergs and the Alex Leatherwoods of the world, um, and, and it's not an indictment on them by any means, but there's a reason that they're really not mocked in the first round and they're maybe second or third round picks. So to me, I think in order to secure that that tackle of the future, your Tarek Glenn or your Anthony Costanzo, if you will, uh, to me that requires a trade-up um, mm-hmm. because I think that there's a chance that some of the teams in the bottom of the first round take a tackle. Uh, so Tevin Jenkins is my pick in the first round. I mean, he's a good pick. I- I'll say that. I'm just I am shocked that you did trade up to get him. Um, but you know, it makes sense. I mean, you, you referenced Ballard. You know, people don't think he typically trades up. I mean, look as early as last year. I mean, he traded up to get his guy, Jonathan Taylor, shocked the world. So I would not put him past him to try to secure his offensive tackle. And, you know, it's it's not like you're you have a guy that you really trust to step in there. You know, a veteran guy, 
and then have another, you know, have the tackle that you draft, for example, sit and kind of learn like this guy needs to be a day one starter. So I get that. You know, if you really feel like he's going to go before we pick, I would not put it past Ballard to go up and, and get his tackle of the future. Then you have your offensive line secured for a long time. You have a lot of young guys, um, you know, a lot of talented guys. You know, you have probably one of the better, more pro-ready guys right away to plug and play right there at tackle. Not really have to worry about that issue for a long time. I mean, then your tackles would be, you know, Tevin Jenkins and Braden Smith. I mean, that's a pretty darn good combo there. So I like that from that standpoint, uh, and especially if you feel like one of those one of those teams from from 18 through 20 is really tackle needy, you might have to do that. So, all right, let's move on to round two because this didn't impact, that trade didn't impact this year's draft, so you still have that second-round pick. Where are you going with the second round? I'm going to go with the guy that I've been seeing on Twitter these last few days, and I'm going to give credit to the Locked On Colts podcast uh, for tweeting this out. Um, Peyton Turner, the edge for Houston, is my pick in the second round. He's a guy that – for the last probably week or so, it's been mocked to the Colts by multiple people. Uh, he's a senior bowl player, and we know how much Chris Ballard and Frank Reich and others love their senior bowl players. Uh, Darius Leonard obviously was a senior bowl player. And uh, I think um, Peyton Turner is just raw to a degree. Uh, and I think maybe some people might say, well, you know, why not wait till maybe the fourth round? Uh, I don't think he'd be there. I think he's a he's a big enough talent. I think he's got enough upside personally from the from the little bit that I have watched of him, Cody. I think that he's got a high enough upside to where it's worth taking in the second round. And I think edge and tackle are sort of neck and neck in terms of biggest need. Um, but I think obviously I put tackle slightly above edge. And I think if you wait till the fourth round to go and get an edge player, you, you may not get the production that you. You sort of would have, you sort of, you may expect, excuse me. We know Chris Ballard has sort of struggled. Um, that's maybe been one of his only weaknesses since coming here in 2017. Uh, and like I said, if you wait till the fourth round to, to get a, ta- excuse me, to get an edge player or later, you're probably not looking at the same kind of production as you would to get a guy with the upside of Peyton Turner, in my opinion. I mean, yeah, that he, he, we all know the Colts need more help at the edge rush. I mean, you have a couple guys there that you think have some potential, but let's be frank, none of those guys have lived up to that potential yet. So just get another physical guy, another physical freak type of guy in Peyton Turner. Man, I would not be opposed to that. It's like it's kind of just like continuing to tinker at pass rush. It's like you need to hit on one of these guys. And the thing I like about what Ballard has done um, really throughout his entire drafts is sometimes he gives himself multiple chances to go get those players and, and try to find that guy and try to fill that gap. It seems like Ballard has done an exceptional job at finding the weaknesses, identifying the weaknesses, and then going and addressing those weaknesses. Pass rusher has been one of those, along with probably corner, that's really eluded him so far in terms of drafts. So um, a little bit hesitant to draft another guy in the second round, but at the same time, I get it. It's like you can't just sit around and wait for those guys to develop. You got to continue to put pressure on them. Like you guys have to perform. And if you're not, we're going to replace you. And I think that that would be so Ballard to just continue to tinker with that. I mean, you're already good in the inside with, you know, DeForest Buckner, with Grover Stewart, with Taylor Stallworth, with whoever, insert, you know, whoever it would be. Uh, So the edge rush is so, so important. I mean, I think it's fairly obvious to say that that's the biggest position of need on defense. So if you address the two biggest positions of need here at offensive tackle and then at defensive end edge rusher, 
I mean, I love that, man. I love that. All right. So Colts don't have a third round pick with that Carson Wentz trade. Let's move on to round number four. Around four, I'm going to go with another guy that's been mocked to the Colts recently in tight end Tommy Trimble from Notre Dame. Okay. To me, uh, the Colts are in need of an explosive playmaking tight end. And while his stats from last year or 2020 may not reflect explosive to a degree, I think he's got that capabilities. Again, I'm going to credit a fellow coworker of mine, Zach Hicks, somebody who you had on recently. Uh, yes. He did a, a, a film breakdown of Tommy Tremble um, on his Twitter recently. And it was just, as always, really, really well done. And I understand why uh, he has a liking for Tremble and he uh, likes what he can potentially bring to Frank Frank Reich's offense. Uh, and I agree with him, obviously, because I'm going with him here. Uh, again, the Colts are in need of a big playmaking tight end. And I think Tremble has that upside. I think he blocks well enough, uh, kind of like a Jack Doyle, to where um, he, he fits the scheme uh, in every way. It's not just, you know, from a pass making or pass uh, catching standpoint, but also from a blocking standpoint as well. Oh, I love this pick as a Notre Dame fan, Tommy Trimble, man, he was not utilized enough. I mean, he has got everything physically you want look for in a tight end. You mentioned he's a really good run blocker. He's got a lot of upside. I feel like in terms of pass catching, he just wasn't used enough. I feel like, and if the, the Colts have had a really good success, I feel like with their tight ends. I mean, I feel like they have consistently two to three really solid tight ends. Tommy Trimble could potentially be, and I say potentially because you are taking a little bit of a risk here in the fourth round, kind of a little bit of a project type of guy here in Trimble, but I feel like his upside is so big that if he's sitting there in that fourth round, absolutely no brainer to me. You pick him because now it solves, that's a position that we don't really talk about. I've tried to talk about it a little bit more, but I feel like a lot of people maybe don't think when they think instant needs for the Colts, they don't really think tight end as much because you feel like you still do have a couple guys there. But yeah, Tommy Tremble would be an incredible pick here. I would love this pick here in round number four. Yeah, I mean, you said it. Upside is is kind of what got me to to, to take him. Uh, I kind of was surprised I was using the, the pro football focus mock draft uh, simulator. And when he was there in the fourth round, I thought he for sure he would go in the third. And I honestly thought about trading up back into the third round to get him. But I already gave up that third round pick in 2022 yeah. to move up with the Las Vegas Raiders. And I thought... It just doesn't really seem like Ballard to make multiple trade-ups in the same draft, uh, considering he's only done it once, as I mentioned earlier, with Kari Willis. So I'm just glad he was there uh, in the fourth round, and I'm, I'm with you all the way. I, I love his upside. Uh, mm -hmm. Moving on to my fifth-round pick here, uh, I'm going to go with Cornell Powell, the wide receiver from Clemson. Uh, again, similar to Tremble, huge upside. Um, I, I know some people may be surprised, but why not safety, Andrew? Why not linebacker? I, I think those are – so well drafted. Those are positions that Chris Ballard and company have drafted so well over the last several years that you can still get some very solid uh, depth pieces later in the draft. And to me, wide receiver is a slightly bigger need than safety. Uh, and, and I guess linebacker, you can maybe flip a coin, if you will. Uh, but T.Y. Hilton's on a one-year deal. Paris Campbell's health is, you know, up in the air to a degree. Uh, we know what he could potentially bring when healthy. Uh, unfortunately, he hasn't been healthy. Uh, and by no fault of his own, it's just sometimes how the NFL works. And then Michael Pittman Jr., ex you expect him to take that leap into year two. But um, still, the Colts, in my opinion, are in need of, of another playmaking wide receiver. And Cornell Powell, I think, has tremendous, tremendous upside. Had over 800 yards, seven touchdowns last year in Clemson. Uh, and for those reasons, he's my pick here in the fifth round. Hmm. 
Just continuing to tinker with wide receiver. Colts have done it how many times now in the Ballard era where they've drafted a receiver in round five or round six? You know, just guys that are kind of projects, but you see that why the Colts drafted them just for that potential and that upside. So I like that. Just continuing to add to your wide receiver core. You mentioned that there's been some injuries. There's been some inconsistencies at wide receiver. You have Desmond Patman, who you drafted last year. Didn't see a snap. But I like continuing to tinker and try to figure out that wide receiver position, too, because that's been a position that, I mean, Michael Pittman, obviously, was a, looks like he's going to be a really, really good player for a long time. But Paris Campbell's been kind of injured. T.Y. Hilton, even though last year was pretty good, he's had some injuries. He's getting a little bit up there. He's only on a one-year deal. So I think starting to continue to look towards your future at wide receiver is not a bad option at all here in round five. So I like this pick. My sixth round pick, I'm going to go with Ernest Jones, the linebacker from South Carolina, uh, another South Carolina linebacker. How about that? On hey, the roster. Can't go wrong there, at least you know from what we've seen so far with Darius Leonard. <laughs> uh, not saying that Ernest Jones is Darius Leonard, but nonetheless, um, one thing that really stood out to me, Cody, is he's, he was a team captain in 2020, and we talk about all the time how important Chris Ballard, Frank Reich, and the, and really the entire Colts organization value a leadership within their locker room. And when you have a guy in Jones who was a captain during the 2021 season, he's named a permanent captain, actually. That speaks volumes. And to me, uh, he has a tremendous upside. I think that uh, his stats don't really reflect the kind of the impact he can have for the Colts going into the 2021 season. We know how well Chris Ballard has drafted linebacker since his tenure here. Uh, and I think, honestly, Ernest Jones has a chance to be a very, very good player for the Colts. Hmm. Okay. Like it. All right. Now, round number seven, last pick here. Who you got? I'm going to go with Trey Norwood, the safety from Oklahoma. More of a depth signing than anything. Uh, to be completely honest with you, this is one of the players that I didn't really – uh, study very much throughout the draft process, so I can't really speak to what he could potentially bring. Uh, but according to the Pro Football Focus mock draft simulator, uh, the grade is a B plus for that pick all the way in the seventh round. Uh, so to me, that's that speaks volumes uh, in terms of what he could potentially bring. Uh, and a seventh round safety, again, more of a depth signing than anything. You have Julian Blackman, you have Kari Willis, you have Sean Davis. Uh, with Malik Hooker now gone, I think you need to fill in that spot behind Blackman or behind Willis, depending on where you see Sean Davis going um, or filling. And to me, uh, Trey Norwood is is the guy that can come in and potentially uh, be a very solid backup player for the Colts in 2021. Awesome. Yeah, I think safety is a need also. I know Sean. people are like, oh, we're good with Sean Davis. But yeah, I agree. I think safety, and that's you had mentioned Zach Hicks. He kind of said, like, when I asked him, what are some you know positions you think potentially could be a little bit of a surprise? Like, obviously, Jonathan Taylor running back last year was a surprise. He said, honestly, safety could be one of them. So wouldn't be surprised at all. I mean, obviously, you have him in round seven, but I feel like people aren't maybe thinking safety. But from what Ballard has done, his history, he's drafted a few safeties already. Um, I would not put it past him one bet to go get a safety here. Uh, just continue to adding depth, similar to wide receiver as well. You like your guys you have, but it doesn't hurt to continue to tinker there at those positions. But all right, that'll do it for Andrew Thomason's mock draft. Here we go. A couple weeks before the draft. Andrew, thank you so much, man, for coming on and giving your thoughts on this 2021 draft. 
Hey, absolutely. I'm happy to come on anytime. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And uh, can't wait for those people who uh, flip out at trading up a couple picks. Can't wait. It's going to be great. <laughs> I know. I'm waiting for it too. I, I know that uh, some some fans and others, whoever you know, will be listening or, or watching, uh, may not may not agree. But I, I like I said earlier, I think that's what you have to do to, to lane that surefire tackle of the future. I think it's within the Colts' best interest to trade up, given the need at tackle uh, for other teams. Sure. I mean, I may it under I make sense. It makes sense to me. I understand what you're trying to say. Uh, I think maybe some people are like, why would you do that? Maybe he'll fall. But you know what? If you feel like he's not going to, why not? Why not trade up for him? I mean, it's going to cost you a third-round pick, which, again, is decent. But if you find your tackle the future for the next decade, I mean, it's worth it in my opinion. But all right, guys, thanks for tuning in. And as always, go Colts. Yeah.